Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a special guest that's returning back on the No Picks After Dark Podcast. Mike, what's going on, big guy? Hey, what's going on, bro? Good to be back for the second time on the podcast, man. Uh, I'm seeing how you're doing it. I'm seeing how you're doing everything, bro. You know, I'm... Happy for you, bro. I remember when you first hit me up and told me you wanted to start doing the podcast and to see like what you've already been doing with it. And after the first season, just want to say congratulations to that. You know, and everything that you're doing, I'm happy for sure. Hey, I appreciate, it, man. It's um, it's a labor of love. I mean, I actually I had your advice, and because I know you were in the band. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes, and uh, you know, I asked you some tips about music and like mm-hmm. mics and. What things, you know, what things you need to do right. to I mean, succeed? I mean, you know, I don't 100% know it all either. Cause it's just technology is just becoming a thing. <laughs> it's just a thing now. No, no. I, and like I said, I appreciate everything because it's a lot that goes into this. And a lot of mm-hmm. people don't realize that. They think you can just pick up. I mean, you can. You can pick up your iPhone and record if you would like. Right. That's not a bad gig. But uh, my biggest thing was, you know, I wanted to make sure I did it correct. Yeah. You don't want to do it half ass. You want to make sure everything is done the right way. Exactly. So, <laughs> so today I so today we're gonna talk about you. Um just did a season on season two for California Dreaming. And I wanted to plug you into the season and I figured like you should be a standalone. Yeah. And yourself. <laughs> because because this story is um It's a wild. It's a wild story. And not I mean wild, but they you know Everybody, the last stories you heard were all like, oh, we did this, did that, we're still out there. And your stories, you're back in BMO. Yeah. So there's a yin and yang for everything. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, how did you get from Baltimore to California? All right. So pretty much, man, it was just off of a whim. This is pretty much like me being like, uh, I'm, I'm, Sick of Baltimore. I think if everyone gets sick of anywhere they at, you people in California probably get sick of California. Um, they, they wouldn't tell you that, but you know, um, that's definitely one of the things that. Uh, hey, hold on. But sound like one ear blew out. You good? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. But um, yeah. When I moved from Baltimore to California, what was the mindset of me at the time? Um, I was doing music. And that was the main thing I was doing. Um, me and two friends who I met, um, at the time when I was working at Giant, the supermarket store, um, we ended up meeting, we ended up sharing music and we was like, yo, let's, you know, jam one day. So pretty much in Baltimore, I picked up my bass, uh, he was a drummer, you know, we had a drummer, guitarist, so we would just go over each other's house and jam all the time. So, you know, we would do that and then eventually I already had the mindset of moving to California before I even met them. So what made you want to move to California? Oh, pretty much it was just me, um, my cousin being like, um, you should think you should come out here and between that and me visiting. Um, I went for my senior trip in high school, um, and visited LA, loved it, and I was just like, Yo, I'm gonna move out here, you know. <laughs> and I think anyone that moves to or goes to LA for the first time with California in general has that mindset because just like this is crazy. I don't, I see how it has a population of so many people out here. So visited a second time, had another wonderful time, but this time it was in Orange County in San Clemente where I actually ended up living at. 
had a great time. And then I was like, all right, well, in a year, I think I'm going to actually move out here. And sure enough, between my cousin convincing me and then uh, the band, this is the reason I got up and dipped from Baltimore <laughs> ended up in California. So that's, that's cool, though. I mean, you live not your dream. Yeah. And that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to be in a band. Why not? Yeah. I mean, and you're young. Yeah. And what age did you move out there? Uh, I was 20. I had just turned, I want to say 23. So, like, it was 2015. No, 2016. January 28th. I remember. Um, 2016 is the day I actually moved out. So, I had to be at least, I think, 23 at the time for sure. Like, early. So, still young now. I'm 25. But, you know. So how was it out there when you first moved out there? Did you have a card? Like, what was going on? So pretty much when I moved out there, um, you know, I had to bum it on my cousin couch for a while, um, you know, until I found a job. I was with Enterprise at the time, but it was still, I wasn't there long enough for them to actually officially transfer me out to California. So I had to wait, go through jobs, and try to find different jobs. Um after a while, bro, I would go. Oh man, hold up! Completely lost track of what I was saying. You were talking about with enterprise, yeah, and whatnot, and then you couldn't find a job while you were out there, so you were looking for jobs to survive. Yeah, so I was looking for jobs to survive. Um, nothing was coming through. Um, eventually, with the money that we had, or what that we, you know, we all have. I moved out, and then the two bandmates that were with me had to move out too. So, we was actually staying at this person's house for a little, for I'm gonna say like at least two weeks before we ended up moving out. We ended up finding like you know it's like one bedroom place, and we all ended up moving into it, <sighs> like one bedroom, and you know that's expensive in California, Southern California, and we was all living bumming it in this one bedroom for a long time. I didn't have a whip at the time. Um, my car was left here. Um, I got it shipped out eventually. But it was just a grind between bumming it on the couch and then actually having to find a place. It put a lot of stress. And probably, I'm going to say, two, three weeks in of being in California, I was already calling, like, everyone saying that I need to get back to Baltimore. I'm just like, it's just ridiculous. You know, eventually it started to, you know, smoothing itself out. But I think everyone has, like, that... um, that hard time, like when they first move anywhere, um, especially like California, because everything just moves so fast. Like even in Orange County, California, everything just moves so fast, and it feels like the days just go by faster for some reason. So it was tough to first start off, and it was actually tough living in like a one bedroom because it wasn't just me. Um, it was me, like I said, my my two bandmates and two other people. We're also living in there with us. So there was five of you guys living yeah. in one bedroom. There was a five of us living in one bedroom, one bathroom. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. Wow, I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah. And I mean and the only reason that no one really complained is just like, well, we I'm sorry. We complained, but it was just like, you know, it's California. So the fact that you're actually just out here and <laughs> you know, you're able to live by the beach and stuff like that was amazing. So, so your band so I guess your living room, your whole apartment was your studio also. Pretty much, yeah. So just the the studio where we would have our practice and stuff at was there. 
Um, so between the band equipment and the people living there and the same bathroom accommodations and stuff like that. Yeah, and stuff like that. So um, it was tough. It, it, was, it, it, was, it was a lot between, like I said, five people and just having to share all that. Um, like I said, I eventually ended up getting my vehicle shipped out there. But I was the only person that was driving. <laughs> so trying to take people around and then driving here and there and it was just a lot dealing with you know in the band and it was just as far as just dealing with people um so at that time did you have a job by that time did you find a job did you get back to enterprise yeah so i did get back to enterprise they ended up calling me after like um i would say probably like a month Okay. I was like, hey, you know, would you still like to work for us? I was like, at this point, I haven't, like, I didn't find any work. Like, I was probably on my last, I want to say, few hundred dollars at the time. You know, like I said, found a job. everyone had found a job, you know, in the area and stuff like that. And I was just, like, being very stubborn, which I can be. Like, no, nah, I don't, I'm waiting on Enterprise. Like, eventually they're going to call. I know for a fact that, you know, they would give me a call. And it was, it, 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 it was rough. So I ended up uh, they ended up calling me, which is thankfully they did because I was about to like break down and be like, "This is crazy. This is not the way I wanted to start," you know, being out here. Um, they ended up calling me, ended up getting a job, and from then on, we was just I was just working, like you know, Monday through Friday, off Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I pretty much had to go through that, and you know, during the time of doing that, going to work. Then coming back to the bullshit that was going on inside the apartment building every single day and just dealing with four bandmates, three bandmates of back and forth and arguing and arguing about what's going on inside the house and then arguing about this. And it's just the vibe was just terrible. The only thing, honestly, that kept me sane was the fucking weed that we went <laughs> out there. That was literally it. Um, after that. You know, we would just keep going. That went on for like a year. The band ended up breaking up in that year. So we never, we probably only got to play maybe like two shows before we ended up breaking up. So at that point, <clears throat> what did, what was your thought about staying out there? I know you were entertaining other avenues of mm-hmm. revenue as far as doing comedy, possibly. Yeah. Like, where did it all come in? So, the reason I would do comedy, the reason I ended up, you know, after the band broke up and what was my mindset after that, I was like, well, I still want to stay out here um, because, you know, it's California. I did move out here. And at this time, like I said, I, we had only been out there for a year. Not even for two years or anything like that. So, I was like, well, I definitely still want to stay out here. And I would have friends all the time that say that, hey, you should think about doing comedy. Even one of my bandmates, who I'm still very close with today, um, the drummer, um, he always said, man, you should think about doing comedy, you think about doing comedy. Like, we'd be in our apartment building. Like, luckily, me and him and, um, ended up moving out and getting another, like, kind of, like, space. Um, not, not well, you know, it, it, it was just more of a better space than it was, as far as, like, vibe-wise, anyway. So, we would just always watch Dave Chappelle with different stand-ups and stuff like that. And he was like, you should give this a try. And, you know, we'd be just sitting there smoking and I'd just be sitting there, you know, making making them laugh. And we'd just be laughing and joking about different things. And to the point where I was just like, you know what, I'm actually going to give it a try. Like, why not? Since I'm out here, you know, the band is over. I'm not doing anything but just soaking up the sun out here. It's kind of irritating me. So, I was like, let me just go ahead and give this a shot. 
went um, first show I did, the first open mic I did was in Fullerton, California. So it's not that far, maybe like forty five minutes away from San Clemente. Uh, people living in California know where Fullerton is at. Uh, ended up doing an open mic out there. Liked it, did okay, you know, liked what I did, and I was like, well, you know, did like a few more open mics out there. After like a few more open mics, by then, besides the comedy, I was, you know, getting homesick. I was like, I'm tired of California. This is not the way that I thought California would go for my first time coming out there. Um, so what did you think California was going to be out? I mean, just just, man, just mean, your thought. Just what did you think was going to well, be Well, and here's, and here's the thing. I, I hate when I say that it wasn't what it just wasn't what I wanted to be at the time. Um, but California, I did believe California was going to be the you know um, <laughs> the, the sex, drugs, and money, <laughs> which it definitely was. It definitely was crazy. It definitely had like the vibe, like the chill vibe of Laguna Beach and Newport Beach, and you know um, San Clemente. You know it had the chill vibe. And it had everything that I really was expecting. It's just my, what I was doing, I wasn't expecting to go the way it was going supposed to go. It didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. And it made me not like California just because I wasn't moving forward. And it seemed like everyone else was moving forward at the time. Now, the rest of the bandmates, uh, what exactly happened to them after you guys split up? Well, the lead singer, who was also a cousin of mine's, uh, you know, me and him still talk. He still plays music and does his thing. Uh, me and the other drummer, uh, me and the drummer, we still talk. Um, I have no idea. I have I don't talk to the guitarist really at all. Like, for me, he was the main reason that the band broke up in the first place. So I talk to him very rarely. Um, actually, I say rarely, not at all, at all. So it's just me, the drummer, and like I said, the lead singer, guitarist, who was also, um, you know, we still talk and communicate um me and the drummer actually are considering moving back out to california and then giving the music thing uh another shot and just to move back out because you know we're sick of baltimore again so so if you could tell yourself looking back at going out there the first time mm-hmm. name three things you would have done differently going out there knowing what you know now i would not have moved out and only six months working at Giant. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I was working. At, I started working at Enterprise at the end, but I would have saved a lot more money. Um, I would have definitely went out there to, um, I would say, try to find a place where I actually like moved out there. Definitely like see more of the landscape of like what's out here rather than you know. Because when the first time I went out there, like I said, I was with a class, so I only did you know class type things. And when I went out there the second time, I was just partying. So, you know, I knew where the bars and stuff was at, but I didn't know, like, actual, you know, the climate of, like, how fast jobs come, you know, how expensive things was. So, um, I would definitely check out the landscape a lot more. And the third thing I think I would have did would be going out there is definitely, hmm. Actually, I, I, I wouldn't even have a third thing I would do differently. Because it's one of those things where... I would like to do things differently, but at the same time, I'm glad I did, you know, I'm glad things happened the way they did, because it just made me grow as a person. So, I guess it would just be only two things that I would change. So, would you have probably, like you said, I think the first thing I think, in my opinion, would be 
says Enterprise. Yeah. You would have waited longer until you could have transferred out there. More than likely, yeah. And exactly. that would have set you up a little bit better with a job going out there instead of yeah. waiting for a job and not having a job. Right, because coming back, once I transferred back, it was simple. I was like, hey, I'm moving back to Baltimore. They was like, okay, well, then cool. Where do you want to go? I was like, well, I want to go back to BWI, you know, and go just work there. Sure enough, move back. I'm going to say maybe like two days after I moved back. Manager was giving me a call and saying, "Hey, well, when are you ready to work again?" I'm like, "Well, I'm ready to work on you know Monday. Cool, come in for the come in, you know, we we'll give you a schedule and then you're good to go." Okay, so we're gonna go. We're gonna slide back, uh, move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, the last time we on the pod, we had talked about um, you being like, doing a comedian thing. Yes, and I know you've had a couple of shows. Yes. Uh, in Brown, Baltimore. Yeah, in PA too. In PA. Yeah. What's the reception? How's it going? I mean, what are your thoughts? Um, what are your thoughts from reception of the crowds? What okay. got going on out there? Man, so like I said, with me moving back, um, I, me taking like comedy, like really doing it instead of more than music, um, I have been having the shows. The shows I've been having, I had one at El Buffalo. Um, That's El Buffalo for everybody out there. Is a bar that is in Baltimore. It's in a place in an area called Canton. Um, so go ahead. I just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in, it in Canton, um, and that's my first show that I've ever did. Had a had, had a good time. Um, the promoter, his name is Shepard. Um, definitely gave me my first opportunity to actually do some comedy. Uh, when I did it, man, uh, a few people showed out that I knew, and it was a pretty nice crowd, man. I believed um, I killed them. But, you know, that's that's just me, you know, my confidence. But people around me who've seen the show said that I killed it, too. You also watch that. That's actually my first show, but you actually see it on YouTube, um, Mike Harrison stand-up. And that'd be the first video that pops up. So you'll be able to see it, and you can be the judge if I killed it or not. Um, went to PA, did another show, same thing. I did a very good job. Um, you know, just kind of getting better and stronger at it, you know, still have a lot to learn. Um, even doing open mics, everyone's just very receptive for they like, you know, you, you have something, you just the free lance of what you're doing and just the things that fall out your mouth was literally what someone said to me, like the things that fall out your mouth can be hysterical. And, you know, it's just about me getting better, man. Um, I actually do have an upcoming show at El Buffalo again. Okay. Um, in Canton. I actually will be the host. So this will be my first hosting gig. Um, coming up, it's gonna be a show July sixteenth, and at El Buffalo. It's gonna have a lot of decent comedians on it though. Have a lot of great comedians on. It's gonna have um my man Charles Bernard on it. He's from PA, uh, one of the PA homies. Abby Mello, Sam Rubin, um, Reed Clark. You know, just a lot of comedians on. Like I said, I will be hosting it. Um, down there for that, my first hosting gig. So I'm gonna be. Having a great time doing it. Um, and like I said, man, it's just a big thing that I'm trying to do, man. I'm just trying to grow as much as far as a comedian. And like I said, people are being very receptive to it. Um, you know, people like the style. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing me up there. Um, and like I said, between my parents liking what I do, um, the fam, <laughs> you know, even friends in the neighborhood, you know, like giving me props for what I'm doing. I'm just like... Might as well keep going. So how to so yeah, just going to that. How's your support system 
for doing this right now because you know everybody has a dream and you know sometimes parents don't want to see you going down certain paths yeah but how do you feel like family and friends and parents are it's, supporting it's big because my friends i think my friends are just happy that i'm not like a rapper or no shit like that because <laughs> <laughs> everyone that's like what everyone's doing right now right like everyone's you know trying to be the track rapper so yeah exactly yeah it doesn't make sense to it, me. it doesn't make sense to me even i know a lot of people and these people don't trap <laughs> but um uh, everyone's just very receptive you know what i'm saying even my friends just like this is just something different like you know no no one even my friends around me like we've never knew like an actual comedian so they always have questions and shit for me like that and you know i always want to come to the shows like between my um co-workers who support me and come to the show my friends always want to come to the show like everyone who knows me wants to come to your show because you're like you're doing like stand-up like that's crazy <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like that's that's wild and people who know me from school were just like that's also wild because you are you, you're funny i i didn't i wouldn't see you doing nothing like this but it makes sense now what would you say about your craft uh are you writing down work are you freestyling at this point or are you starting to like have a get like a routine of what kind of set do you want to do going forward mm-hmm. i mean you can only freestyle for so long exactly you got to have a routine that yeah. you can knock down pat and do that routine over and over yeah. and over again. Well, well, but, and I think the way I I don't necessarily write jokes. Um, I I write down jokes that work. So usually the way I like come up with different jokes is I might have an idea, and then I go to open mic and then just like go off of that idea and then just like run with that idea for a little bit. And I kind of freestyle off of that idea. Come like, okay, what can I come up with? What can I say? And um, usually I might say something that might be like, hmm. Maybe if I say it like this, okay, let me write that down. Maybe if I said it like this or try it like this, spin it like this, it might work. And then sometimes you will have it where it's like you're writing and you might spin it a certain way. It's funny because even when you write a good joke, <laughs> you know, because just so many comics and, you know, skits and stuff is like you only say so much as a person. And when you write something down, this is really good. You got to be looking at yourself like, damn, did someone else say that? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's always weird. So you'd be like, damn. So now you find yourself like online, like really researching this joke. <laughs> this uh-huh. joke that you wrote, you know what I mean? But it's because in your mind, you like, I feel like someone said this before. Like, it can't, this, this can't be that good of a joke. And then you try it and it's like, is this that good of a joke? Did someone say this? You know what I mean? Like, it's comedy is such a weird. A weird thing. Um, but as far as, like I said, me writing my jokes, I, I'm not going to say I sit down and write. Um, I definitely am getting more into the opportunity. Like, I keep a notebook, a notepad with me at all times and just kind of, like, write down ideas and just kind of flow with it and eventually, you know, learn how to kind of structure jokes and kind of flip it a certain way. Also, like I said, in the, like, in the last podcast, I was talking about um, Dawood Shabazz, the dude who came up to me after my first, like, few open mics here in Baltimore and, you know, kind of took me under and just, like, kind of showed me around. He'll also be with me, and then he'll let me know. He'll be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you had it like this. You know, you said it like this. Um, well, it had me kind of go in and out as far as, you know, learn, teaching me how to kind of ring my jokes out. That's the main thing. Um, it's just about ringing the joke out and just like kind of getting it for everything until like it's not funny <laughs> anymore. You know what I mean? So I'm um, I'm still learning, man. Like I said, I've only been doing it for two years. Um, 
I say one like full year of like me like really putting my you know nose and like you know open mics and getting to know comedians and stuff like that. Um, but I enjoy it, man. It's like when you be the funniest person in the room. To me, I think that's just like the, you're a bad motherfucker. <laughs> I, I will tell you, just sitting here listening to you to now, now compared to when we did the podcast. We did this podcast, and when it came out, the Lost Files. Yeah, that was the name of your podcast. Um, that was before we even started podcasting live, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah so this yeah. is so. It's listen to first. you, yeah. Listen to you now compared to back then is like night and day. Mm-hmm. And you can see the growth in your answers and how you're talking about comedy, and just it's a beautiful thing seeing that just turn into even something beautiful, you know? Yeah, I and, mean, like, bro, I, I like it. I, I I really do. It's it's it's, it's a grind, but. I just know the way I just know the way I am and the way I speak and stuff like that. I feel like comedy is probably the only thing that where like you know I could just say whatever I want okay. <laughs> and kind of get away with it. So so I guess to I'm trying to wrap things up and okay. get a understand we talked we just talked about a lot today. We talked about you moving out to California. Yes. How you picked up love for comedy while you were out there, mm-hmm. and you know I'm just recapping. And now you're hosting the show mm-hmm. in Baltimore, which is awesome. Yes, I appreciate that. And congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you know, you, thank uh, you. I missed your first show because I was actually in California. Yeah. So I so <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, I was out there. Surprise! Where the where the uh, name came from there? <laughs> <laughs> so I I I am excited to uh, please promote your show. Um, yeah. I'm hoping actually to when you have when you have your show, um. To maybe talk to a couple of the comics and have a roundtable with them, mm-hmm. possibly, and say, hey, you know, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, the comedy scene and things of that nature. And, okay. you know, just get an understanding of the Baltimore comedy scene a little bit better. Okay, yeah. And, we'll definitely do that. and that's something we can throw out there. But I want to commend you again for being honest on the pod and talking about how everything's, aren't sunny, everything's not sunny in 80 degrees with roses blooming about moving to California from Baltimore. No, especially when you start seeing them rent, their rent price, to talking 1900 for one bedroom. 1900 and in San Francisco, that's 3000 for one bedroom. And the bedrooms ain't that big. <laughs> Pretty much you're paying for a closet. That's, right. that's what you're paying for. Right. A phone booth. <laughs> Is there anything last you want to plug before before we head off on this? Um, yeah, man. I'm, like I said, I'm plugging the show one more time, man. Like I said, this is my first hosting gig. And the one thing about me is that I want to stay true to comedy. So I'm, I'm me on stage. I'm going to be saying a lot of shit. So if you're going to be offended, you can just stay your ass home. Um, like I said, FWM Comedy Nightman is next Tuesday. Um, July 16th, like I said, it's going to be Abby Mello, Sam Rubin, Reed Clark, Stefan Starbucks, um, Charles Bernard, man. Um, you know, I'm hosting it. Um, this is gonna be a great night, man. Come on out, really. It's a Tuesday night. You might not be doing nothing else. Just come on out, support your boy. Um, it is a ten dollar fee to get in, but you know, I think um, you know, it's it's ten dollars. It is what it is. You know, I, I I just come out, have a good time. Like I said, you're gonna see a lot of great comedians. Um, and yeah, just, just leave all that, um, heckling at home or I'm getting ass at the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. So again, Hey, no pics in the dark. We'll be at that comedy show. 
uh, live and direct. And yes, uh, we will probably be doing some interviews with some of the comedians, maybe probably after the show. But again, thank you for showing up, cuz, and I appreciate you. And I, I appreciate I'm it. excited for what's coming in the future with your and follow your career and um, whatever I can do to put you out there. And if, if anybody, anybody who has something going on, hey, give me a shout out and, um, you know, we can see what we can do. Ain't no doubt, man. Like I said, I definitely appreciate it. Come on out, man. Get some laughs, man. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs>